Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Panic. It crept up my spine like first rising vibes of an acid frenzy. All these horrible realities began to dawn on me. Here I was, alone in Las Vegas, completely twisted on drugs. No cash, no story for the magazine. I didn't even know who'd won the race. How would Horatio Alger have handled this situation? Ah, the ragman draws circles Up and down the black I'd ask him what the matter was But I know that he don't talk I want to talk first of all about what music you listen to whilst um, creating. I can see the records are here. I've noticed yeah. the Beatles are Hard Day's Night at the top. Yeah, but there's a hell of a lot of others actually. And Paul Simon he used to like a lot. Yeah, solo as opposed to Simon and him and Art. Well, him and Art, Garfunkel, yeah. I like them. And uh, I used to like, I've still got it actually. It's a record called. Uh, it's the trumpet voluntary. And I used to be playing, there was, it was played, there was the, the, the something collective, it was a German, and they used to, and it would always go wrong, you know. And so then you could almost kind of create the dance around the song and easily, yes, something like that. And you're feeling um, energetic, and I'm not sure if I do. I'm trying to think where that came from now. Look, it's like it's pulled by a horse. This thing here. Yeah. This I can't believe isn't original. 
What? The stone. You fooled me. Well, didn't I, I think I did that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's an old piece of a ship. You see that piece? Is the, you know, the, uh, th- this thing yeah, here, right there. Yeah, the, what they call it? The, um, like the spine of it. The, the, the oh, what do they call it? These, I don't know. My the, nautical knowledge isn't up to scratch. You know, well, the, the bow, the, the, bow. The, the, you know, the piece, the, you can see the shape of a boat coming in it. Yeah. And that's where it's come from. So I made this. It's a beautiful space. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? It is. I like the clock. So. Is the space itself a kind of an ongoing work of art as well for you? Yeah, I suppose it's something like that. Yes, it's, uh, it was always, I probably, it was because I think, uh, um, I'm quite fond of uh, graffiti and things, you know. So it's I like I liked it in drawing, you know that 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 way. I mean, it's long before Banksy and all that. Stuff. I was going to ask you, uh, an admirer of Banksy's work? I don't know, well, it's 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 a shame he's done some of them because some places he spoiled, some places putting it there, you know. But I thought it was quite funny that he made it into. Something that you couldn't have, you couldn't uh, avoid. It was it was obviously out of place, you know. I think for him as well, perhaps for you too, it's the idea that art should say something, and it yeah. should be making a statement. Uh, it should and be noticed and, and forcing people, should, people to think and to look and see and and um, uh, there's a there's a there's an interesting um, Wittgenstein. Who said the only thing of value is a thing you cannot say, but if you can see it, wow, it makes a difference. You know, you go, you know, when you're trying to explain something, you try and draw it, and you say, oh, I see what you mean now. I guess that's the the beauty of great art. And <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> it's okay. Bless <laughs> you, sir. I like that. <laughs> it sounds good on the mics. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, music can do that too, can't it? It can put into words something which the listener can't themselves describe, but then as soon as they hear the song, they go, yes, that's exactly yeah. how I feel. Yeah, that's right. I'll play you one of my songs in a minute on the... I'd love to hear some, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on, the, in the, on my computer, yeah. Uh, who were the, the artists for you that were of early influence? Well, obviously the Beatles were interesting, and uh, I think um, uh, Django Reinhardt. I learned guitar with the man who used to play with him. Wow. Django was the one who had three had fingers. Two fingers. Two. Well, it was, uh, these, these didn't work, but those did. And it was an interesting kind of thing. But he had a, uh, um, a fire in his caravan, you know, gypsy caravan. And it damaged those, so he had to learn to replay with two fingers. Amazing, actually. yeah, and it became extraordinary. Well, there's the story that the guitarist from Black Sabbath, Tony Iommi, had a, an yeah. accident in the factory he was working in, and he lost oh. the tips of two of his fingers. Wow. And he gave up music, and he said, "Well, I can't play right. anymore." And his boss from the factory came round with a Django Reinhardt CD, and okay. said, yeah, "If this guy can yeah. do it, you can yeah. do it. You've got an extra one." Yeah, and that's what inspired the, the whole Black Sabbath sound is oh, because right. he had to the, have these good extensions. Good name too, Black Sabbath. But it's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? I'll say, yeah. Who uh, who would be the people that inspired you to draw and and to paint? And um, Andre Francois, French French cartoonist, um, 
January, um, uh, Duchamp, um, Picasso, uh, uh, George Gross. Hmm? George Gross? George Gross, yeah. Sorry, yeah, George Gross. And quite a few others, really, but... I just knew about them and looked at them a lot, and I suppose someone influencing influencing me. And I don't think you can avoid being influenced by things you get taken interest in. I mean, books I've done, I've I've done pastiches of different artists. You know, when I was doing a lot of etching in uh, Aberdeen in a peacock printmakers, I used to go up there once a month and create something and uh, you know I'd have an edition out of it that's how I used to like my printing going up there every month and doing the and getting and there was a, a Arthur what was his name Arthur 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 oh, I can't remember his second name now but there's another one Tony Thwaite he, he was um Anthony Thwaite, he he was he's still there till recently, and he's just just re- retired from it now. I don't know where he's going. He's moved somewhere. He moved up to Edinburgh for some reason. Uh, but I suppose if you're near, yeah, it's not far from Edinburgh, is it? No. So, so I don't think he was thinking of going on a world tour. tour you know? <laughs> Let me ask you this, Ralph. I was fascinated by cartoons at school. And yeah. in art class, I would often draw cartoons for assignments. And there's one project I did where I tried to reimagine the work of Picasso in a cartoon style. And yeah. my teacher would say, cartoons aren't art. And she would, oh, and she would mark me down. And, and so it really discouraged me from continuing down that path. And I wanted somebody to... said to me, they've actually said that to me. So, but yeah, but you're not really an artist. You're only a cartoonist. So I thought, well... It's an artist, though. You have to use the line or something, you know, colour, something, to create a picture, fill a space in some way. And I guess you're being an artist. What else would you be? You know, a graffiti. Well, you could be a... Uh, well, it's like calling a sculptor a builder. Isn't it? Yeah, so you're, you're not, yes, you're not yeah, an artist, right. you're a builder. You're a builder. And it's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you're creating something out of nothing and saying something yeah. with that creation, then that's the definition of art, I think, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I suppose it is, really. But yeah, so she discouraged me. and Oh, very good. So, <laughs> Took so me she, off. Yeah, sad one, that. Did you ever have people trying to discourage you? Well, I was discouraged a lot, really. I, I, what I wanted to do when I was in my teens and a little before that you know was to build aeroplanes you know and that's how I do model aeroplanes I've got a couple in the back of the the studio and um, I went uh, I eventually got a um, an apprenticeship five-year apprenticeship at in Chester just outside where we lived in, you know. And um, after nine months, I had to leave. I couldn't stand factory life. It was a repetition of it. You Did know. you find it stifling the environment? Oh, it's awful. It's awful. So, and the other thing 
was that I had to go once a week to Chest to Wrexham to the technical college there for draw technical drawing, engineering drawing. And it was there that I picked up the straight lines and the circles, as I use them now. I still use them in drawing, as I rather like them, you know. What if I'm doing lettering? I'll sometimes do the circles for the O, you know. And uh, It's a major part of your style still, isn't it? Where, where did the, the splattering come from? Clumsiness. Really? Yeah, so I like it started there, and I thought, oh, no, I'd rather like that. Yeah. And then when you do that, after you sign his name and you go like that, it's extraordinary the little the little shape it makes that I quite like that bit, you know. Well, I was watching the uh, the For No Good Reason documentary the other night and, oh, yeah. and watching the way you hammer that ink down. Like, you've certainly got the oh, technique yeah. down to a fine yeah, art, haven't uh, you? Just, yeah. Although I have done it sometimes and bent my nib. You know, it's caught the, you know. Have you ever gotten a picture to a point of almost completion and then... Ruined it. And ruined it. Have you done that? I think I have done, actually. I I spilled a a bottle of dirty water. Right. And then I found that it was quite nice to do dirty water splats. So instead of inking that as the basis, yeah. and And then work into that and do the picture. That's quite interesting. Because you can, so many things happen as the water dries. The dirtier it is, the more, you know, and if it smells as well, it's even, it's nature doing its wonderful patterns, you know. And that, let that dry. You can't paint that. It's too wonderfully natural. And coarse and. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that I find is quite interesting doing that sort of thing. And then you can even use the, those atomizers and blow the ink and get a colour into that as well. So, and were these all techniques that you picked up yourself and yes, just found really. for experimentation? Yeah. And, yes. Because it's a unique yeah. style of working, isn't it? it? I suppose it is. Other people have done it, though. There are quite a few. There's a couple of them who keep telling me what they do, you know, and I think, mm-hmm. oh, God. Uh, you know, it's really, it's really like having the being. Uh, what's the word? Stalked. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit like that. You get that a lot. No, I no? mean, but they're, they're Americans usually, <laughs> and uh, one guy's called Grant Goodwine, <laughs> and uh, the other one is, uh, um, uh, what's his name? What? Joey Feldman. Joey Feldman, yeah. They're very nice and they're very kind. Yeah, it's a nice, no, nice, <laughs> nice fella. They're all right, they're nice fellas. The uh, first time you went to America, Ralph, what was the impact that the things that you saw there on you? Did it galvanise you as an artist and did it? Frightening, because I went round New York, went all over from top to bottom, with a little Minox camera that kept here. And a pocket full of quarters, so I could always give. You know, give us a dime, buddy. This is tough city. Get started. Yeah. So you give him a dime. Give him a dime. Take a photo. Yeah, that's right. Well, give him a quarter. You know, I thought that was decent enough. But you know, you give him, you give him uh, anything up to a dollar, and it would be gone within an hour. They go and they find this place that makes cheap 
hooch. Yeah, like moonshine. Yeah, filthy, horrible stuff, you know. And they'd be out of it in an hour, you know, because it'd be strong, but uh, deadly, I suppose. I mean, it's uh, sad, really, all that. Yeah, well, I mean, the culture shock must have been quite strong. Yeah, well, there was a woman, there was, there was a guy hanging on to a, to a water hydrant in the street, you know, and then some lady said, why don't you get up and get a job? You're ashamed of yourself, you know. And go, oh, leave me alone, lady. Leave me alone. You know. Zero sympathy. Yeah. yeah. No, no sympathy. No. No, no understanding. I've got photographs of that, you know. Going on. We, I think you struck on the nerve there. This idea of the uh, corruption, perhaps, of the American dream, which is obviously something that yourself and your former partner in crime, oh, yeah, were Hunter, yeah. definitely intrigued and inspired and interested by, right? I think that was what the thing. What the, the idea was, we were going to go all over America and do. We didn't never quite got to it. The reserve thing he wanted to do was to go on the Silk Road and do something on the Silk Road. And I didn't really know what it was all about at the time. You know, but he never got round to it. We went, we went to Washington together, and I've got photographs of him. We bought. He got. We'd been to Hawaii, and he'd bought uh, a. Um, Hawaiian war club, you know, and he was right. shaking it out of Washington, you know, from up, from up at the hotel window, shouting at Washington, really, and because uh, he hated uh, Nixon, and he had some wonderful things. I mean, it's great moments of wherever they came from, these things, like like pay the ticket pay and take the ride, which is quite an interesting one when you think that, like drugs, if you'd take, you know, and that's, uh, only ever did it once and I never wanted to do it again, you know, that's psilocybin. Yeah, which trip was that on? Oh, uh, we went to Rhode Island and we went to the America's Cup what the yacht race event? Yeah, yeah, yeah. American Cup, and I was, I was going to write something on the side of the book. What are you going to write, Ralph? You know. So, well, how about fuck the Pope? <laughs> so, <laughs> you can't say that, probably. But anyway, I, yeah, about, anything you can say anything on this. Yeah, but That's anyway, fine. the thing is, uh, said that, <laughs> and then he suddenly said, "This is the wonderful response, repost, repost that he gave us." Are you religious, Ralph? You know, I mean, the last thing I would be if I said that, you know, really. <laughs> so it's a quite funny thing, really. What was the nature of that relationship? If I had written that, by the way, yeah. I'd have been in prison. I think I'd never, probably... Still I'd to never, this day. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. What was the nature of that relationship that you shared? Was it purely creative and professional? We like che- chalk and cheese, really. But was there a personal... Friendship as oh, well. Oh yeah, I think there? there was. I think there was interesting because, and then he used to send me lots of fax letters because he hadn't. That's all we had them. Before, yeah, yeah. Before yeah. the days of emails, yeah, of course. Yeah, all that. And uh, there was quite. We've got quite a few of them actually. The old letters that he sent. They're quite funny. Or, or uh, this the thing I've ever seen. Get out of my house. You know, things of that guy would come through from him. And he, I think he liked to sort of pretend um, uh, disgust, 
you know, he pretended to be terribly upset that you've just said something that was. Um, and then he did say to me once, and I feel real trapped in this life. I feel real trapped in this life, Ralph. If I didn't know I could commit suicide at any moment, he had twenty-three fully loaded guns in his place, and he said he'd do it. And and I've got a drawing somewhere of him, uh, me going, no, you know. And is that he, how you felt when you heard the news? Yeah, it was terrible actually, but it was Joe Joe Petro from Kentucky who did ring up and say, take your phone off the hook, Hunter's just committed suicide. And there were 24 Pitkin County sheriffs in that uh, that area, you know, Pitkin County. And they all came around and stood around his body and they all took one of his books off the shelf and all opened it and read a page over his body. They were kind of upset about it, you know. And... Uh, What's his name? God, I'm having a problem with memory. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, Bob Browdis. Yeah, that's it. Sage remembers. Yeah. Bob Browdis was... The show, they were good friends, you know, because... Well, he was he a proper figure in the community, yeah, wasn't yeah, he, by all yeah. accounts? Yeah, oh, yeah. It was uh, absolutely amazing. And he, he bought the place for, like, $10,000 or something. This owl farm. Now it's had 23 acres behind it as well. He was going to build some God knows what out the back, you know. It never got around to it. But uh, he wanted to have his um, his remains. I had to go with him to the, to the funeral director to discuss his funeral and the 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 the, the up, upright sort of pillar that would have his his uh, remains on the top that would be then blasted out to kingdom come, you know. How old was he when he mm. went in for that meeting? How old? How old was he? Did, like, did he know that death well, he, was no, he coming? No, he said, he said I'd do it. He said he'd do it, yeah. Right. And then it was about, let's see, it was back in 19, 1972. Oh, so he was yeah. still a young man? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And... Uh, he just knew he'd do it that way, you know. And um, do you think he was a happy man deep down? Uh, sometimes, I think, you know, but also rather aggressive. Because, I mean, that's why his son Juan wrote a book called Stories I Tell Myself. So parts of it are sort of he tried to write how he'd like his father to be, you know. Because he was a bit, a bit on the aggressive side, I think, with him, and uh, I don't know. It just the kind of attitude he had was pretty grim, really. And uh, he tried to be a sheriff as well, you know. And the best part of that whole thing was the the campaign. You know, that was quite amazing. In fact, um, what's his name came here? Daniel. Uh, Daniel Watkins. And brought a whole load of pictures from that time. And I had to write on them all and put a caption on each one of them. There were, I don't know how many hunt there were, Sadie. Uh, there were, they got, about 50 altogether. It felt like more, but there were 
Well, I think there were more, yeah. I think. Well, there's an exhibition with them at the moment in Louisville. It's yeah. A, it's a no, nice. Fraser history. Yeah, they look quite good, actually. I'll show you pictures after. Thank you. There's one in there, actually. Look. I'll just show it to you. What about William Burroughs? Was he another writer that you yeah, well, I spent see a bit him. of time with? Yeah, we did a shooting him. thing together. This was quite funny. It said we took a, a print. I'd done a hunter, <coughs> a print of him with the the sheriff's badge, a ro 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 Rolex watch, and between the eyes. And there was a three point, and he had his little gun in a leather thing. So. Right, William, that's just, uh, right, uh, uh, I'd like it, there's three places, that's three targets you've got to hit. So, okay, and it was like this, shaking, like hell. He was a bit worse for wear. A bit know? dope sick, was he? Yeah. He? yeah, doped up, yeah, <laughs> doped up. And he went like, and he went, blah, 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 blah. he shot out the six bullets just like that. And I said, hmm. He missed. I said, I think Every time. Miss. He miss. Says, well, he's dead, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so he's dead, yeah. What do you think it was that attracted you to these extreme characters? I liked illustrating Alice in Wonderland, you know, through the looking glass. Um, I was interested in Sigmund Freud and that kind of disturbance of psycho psychological process, you know. Uh, that abnormality was quite an interesting subject, really. And I think these, it was peculiar. I mean, I was asked by this guy, J.C. Suarez, uh, who was the, at the time, at the time, he was the art director of this magazine called um, Scanlans. And Scanlans is the name of, an un, uh, of a little known Nottingham pig farmer and they named the magazine Scanlans, you know. How bizarre. It How is brilliant. Odd, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and they wanted to do two things. One was to get Nixon impeached, and the second thing was to take on the dirty kitchens of New York and try and reveal, you know, to expose them. So all those things, that, they became interesting for me because I went to America and I was asked, I was rung up where I was staying with a friend I met at a private eye, who has invited me back to America, if you do come over, come and stay with Dan and with me and Pam, you know. Pam's my fiance. we we're getting married and so forth. So I stayed with them for a couple of weeks before I went into New York to look for work. And uh, that was 1970. And, um, well, it was just so interesting. I just, had to, I just knew I had to go and try my luck in America somehow, you know. It's all right doing stuff for private eye, but I was really getting a bit bored with it, you know. 
how brilliant is it as well that you know i guess one of the one like the one of the first sorry jobs and assignments that you get is with with him you know this man yeah that was how would he like to go to kentucky and be the next hell's angel who just shaved his head was what they said so those moments in life are so rare it's like a lennon and mccartney kind of friendship isn't it where two people are just i guess creatively destined to, to meet. Be, meet yeah some i spit like that you know when he saw me and i used to have a little a little beard you know, just as a goatee so he said what the hell's that this you look you matted head geek <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Nice to yeah, meet you. Yeah, that's too. nice, yeah. <laughs> You're tall. Did you ever talk yeah. about the vision or did you just each individually do your respective things and they came together and it was just sort it of just more of a cerebral? Because, you know, he said, they said you were weird, but not that weird, you know, with this thing. Because at the time, back then, 1970, there were very few people with beards of any. I mean, that was an odd time. Now, everybody seems to have a beard, you yeah. know. Except me, I don't know. You've done it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but this idea of Gonzo wasn't something that you formulated. No, no, so that much was as... interesting because the guy that came up with that, we got this thing, we did this thing together where I used lipstick. Uh, what's his name? From, um, what's the makeup people? Revlon. Revlon, yeah. Sadie's she's got not, it it's yeah, not her first it? radio is it no <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, so, so you were she, creating I drawings went safe. with those. I went to have supper with them before I went off to Don Goddard was the art director at the time and uh, his wife was a representative for Revlon and um, he uh they invited me to supper, but not before I went off, and I left my I left my inks and everything in the cab, going over to their place. So that was that. So she got all these colours and eyeshadows and things like that. So I was able to use those, which was quite an interesting way of going, you know. And uh, I. Um, I thought it was interesting meeting him as I thought of all the people in America to meet a guy like this, you know, mm-hmm. who's kind of weird. And Was he hard work to be around ever? Or no, was it... not really, no. no, no. It's just that he had to have... I'd been... He wouldn't get up until three in the afternoon, you know. And I'd go knocking on the door and he'd go, fuck off, <laughs> you know. And so you'd have to wait until it was time for him to get up. And I've never been in his room when he's, his breakfast has arrived and it's six Bloody Marys on the tray. <laughs> breakfast is served, sir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Pretty well like that, you know. <laughs> so very much the myth was the reality. Yeah, you know, you know how people have, I guess, mythologized over oh, the years they, about they, how much he... they exaggerated, you know, and embellish it and things. But it was, it was sometimes felt a bit worse than that. But I may have forgotten a lot of it. He's also, I let him shoot one of my artworks too, and he had a go on it, you know. And what he liked to do with it 
was to have my artwork hung up like that, upright, and then he'd hang my bottles of ink um, in front of it, mm -hmm. that, and then he'd shoot it with a gun, you know. And add to it. Yeah, add to it, yeah. <laughs> Was he yeah. encouraging of you when you segued into writing more in the 80s? I think it probably helped, you know, because I started writing about what he was writing about and uh, or writing about what we did together, you know. And there are some... Well, I wrote... When he died, I wrote the book, The Joke's Over, which is about that loss, you know. And um, it was really a loss. It was a pity. It's a it pity he had to do that, you know, that's all. I didn't really think much of the idea, you know, of him doing that. But the bullet hole is still through the cooker hood in the kitchen at our farm. And it's just going to remain? It's where it'll be, yeah. I guess, yeah. It's a sort of one result of it. Oh, very odd. Were you at the funeral where they did the firing of the cannon and the... Yes, we went to the to his uh, thing. I went with everybody was there that knew him. You know? Yeah. Did you know a lot of those guys as well through the years? People like Bill Murray and and Johnny. Oh Depp yes, and... yeah. And and I was there when they did the film with uh, what was his name? Um, uh, God, I'm having a problem. Uh, what the hell was his name? The director. Art director. Or... Yeah, art director. Art Linson. Right, and he um, he got Bill Murray to play Hunter in the. Have you seen the first film? Where, where the Buffaloes Roam. Yeah, where yeah. the Buffaloes Roam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's a lot more of a comic portrayal, isn't it? Yeah, it the, is really. Yeah, the Fear and Loathing one, but I love both for different. But interesting. Different reasons. I don't know what happened to Art Linson. I'm not sure where he is now. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Was Bruce Robinson someone that you had a relationship or a friendship with? Oh, yeah, with? well, he was keen because he came here and he came, he was pissed when he first arrived. Because he was quite the hellraiser as well, right? Yeah. And he said, uh, I he went. He staggered over. The fair there used to be a very big tree over the other side of the, uh, a horse chestnut, huge thing it was, over the other side, and um, um, he fell down on it. He looked Robert. I, you know, I, I, I said. So I went over to. That was his arrival. Was yeah, it? it was his arrival. Yeah. <laughs> I, I said, well, how, do, "How do you like my horse chestnut?" No, how do you like my tree? He says, it's not your tree, Ralph. It's everybody's tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was funny. So, um... Uh, I love the post that you did for that film. It was... Oh, yeah, that's... Uh, very in tune with the tone of that. That was very that strange, wasn't well. it? That was, um... He, uh, Richard E. Grant was yeah. in that, yeah, with... And, um, Strangely as well, and, uh, he's Ralph allergic Brown. to alcohol. Ralph Brown. Yeah. He played the, the Camberwell Carrot. Yeah, 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 that yeah, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Thousand Brown M&M's. That was a great <laughs> film, that, yeah. And uh, it was interesting. And D.W. Griffiths, is it? He played the... Yeah, uh, it's not D.W., but I do know... No, the guy. I, is I know it the Lloyd Griffiths? Hmm? Is it Lloyd Griffiths? No, Hugh, is it Hugh Griffiths? Richard Griffiths. There you go. What? Richard Griffiths, right? Richard Griffiths yeah. might be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. The, the very chubby, charismatic yeah, that's actor. It, yeah. yeah, that's it. Mm. And, um, Have you ever cameoed in any films? Cameoed? Yeah, as in made a, a little appearance. Other than obviously the documentary about you. Have you ever uh, turned up in a film that we don't know about? <laughs> uh, forgotten, actually. Done some things. No? Yeah. But I can't remember what now. Tell me about your uh, your music then. Where does this love affair? Well, it was just that I begin. I was living in East Ham, and uh, I'd uh, arrive, go to Alan's. Uh, Alan, his name was Alan Hodgkin, and he played with Django Reinhardt in the Hot Club of France. Remember, and. Um, and Stephen Rapelli was the other, he was the violinist, didn't he, remember? And they used to play together in London. And then he did guitar lessons, Alan, you know, so I went to him. But he wanted to talk more about art, because I'd met him at the art classes in East Ham. So we'd do the hours-long practice, and then... Um, uh, I'd have to write something for next week and play it, you know, something like that. So uh, then he wanted to talk about art more than more interested in that. But he was such a brilliant player, you know. And my my son, the Theo, he played. He, th he learned. Oh yeah, yeah. The, so do you play with him? Have you no, made stuff I don't together? Play no, I, I wouldn't dare try. It's <laughs> <laughs> too good. I bought him his first guitar when he was fifteen. Yeah. Um, his singing something you ever oh, done on good. record? He's, he's really good at that. Well, I'm all right at singing. I yeah. can play one of my. Songs. Yeah, I'd love to hear something. Um. Yeah, I'll do that. 
and we should do that first I think it's um I can't wait to hear myself yeah, let's do it then I'm I'm ready <laughs> yeah. it's not on here no it's here I'll bring one of these mics through so we can record it in there It's a very elaborate form of music piracy, what I'm doing now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, wake up in your thoughts. Let's see. Let's see. I'm, oh, that's the thing. I don't want to do that. This is not me, but I was going to say. I was gonna say no. this, <laughs> Casual. Yeah. No, this is the. Uh, I think this is the one where it goes wrong. Oh yeah, yeah. You were saying earlier on. This is perfect painting music, isn't it? What's that? It's perfect painting music. Yeah, yes it is. What are the William Burroughs tracks as well? Is that you and him playing together? What? Where? The William Burroughs. Is that you and him uh, playing together? We might be talking together. Not playing. I just like this. It's so funny. It's <laughs> a bomb note just playing that. Have you seen that famous video of the orchestra where there's a man asleep and they keep going on and on and playing and playing and he's sort of drift, drifting in and out of sleep. It's so good. It's like a famous sketch. <laughs> I think I might have seen that. Yeah. 
just gets worse, you know. <laughs> This is like the Bonzo Dog Doodah band of classical music, yes. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so is your music available to buy? No. No? So this is you singing. Song's called Weird and Twisted Nights. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> playing on it with you? A guy called Mars Williams. He's playing he plays saxophone on this one.
I really like it. You've got to release this, you've got to put a record out. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> what did you think of Johnny's portrayal of him? Did you think that he uh, not bad. he nailed the essence? A bit, a bit uh, not quite the voice, you know. Just, he had a certain voice sound. Um, I tell you in a minute. <laughs> I've never started an interview in one room and moved to another before. No. I love it. It's free form. <laughs> I didn't even know you were still here, Gobby. Good to see you. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> How good is this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's Ralph singing.
Ange plays again, you know, it comes on. And I said, play like the devil to centre the church. That's a good directional cue. Yeah. song that was inspired by some of your nights with hunter was it was yeah it, I think you, so, they, yeah. they never really happened anyway yeah, i'm just right. going to hit pause on this yeah. yeah put that up that's when i see you like that's one of my son's songs but what was that that one of the uh so you like johnny's performance you just didn't think he quite got the uh i think the, the voice the just was, you know <laughs> i think maybe hunter got a Excuse me, you uh, Ross Hammond. You know, yeah, there was a way of cutting his his vowels like down. Down, it was good. That's very weird, but not that weird. You know that sort of way. And he didn't quite get it all that. Isn't what it was. But he had to live with him for a while. Yeah, for a few weeks to observe him. <laughs> like a wild animal, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mum says she's got lunch on the table. Oh, right. There we go. If you move it off the... Oh, there you go, you got it. This reminds me a little bit of Donovan, Season of the Witch. It's got that similar guitar line and kind of spooky quality to it. Quick question before we wrap, Ralph. Who's been your favourite president to caricature and draw and uh, because of the just sheer ridiculousness of their think, physical uh, appearances? I think it was Nixon. Yeah. Uh, although, although I think... Uh, they've all been a bit interesting. The only one that was... Carter, I like Carter too much to do much to it. Yeah, to really devilise him, yeah. yeah. Tuna's a nice guy. Uh. <laughs> Is he going to get in trouble if his lunch gets cold? What? <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to get in trouble if you're, are we going to get you in trouble if your yeah, lunch gets yeah, cold? 
Ralph Steadman, thanks for coming on the show. That was a pleasure. Thanks. There was only one road back to L.A. U.S. Interstate 15. Just a flat-out high-speed burn through Baker and Barstow and Purdue. Then onto the Hollywood Freeway straight into frantic oblivion. Safety. Obscurity. Just another freak in the freak kingdom. We'd gone in search of the American dream. It had been a lame fuck-around. A waste of time. There was no point in looking back. Fuck no, not today, thank you kindly. My heart was filled with joy. I felt like a monster reincarnation of Horatio Alger. A man on the move, and just sick enough to be totally confident. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 